One of my favorite things about living near the ocean this time of year is noticing for the changes that have taken place to the landscape over the winter. We don't get down to the beach too often in the winter, so there is always a sense of surprise and wonder as we emerge back onto the beach and into the dunes at the myriad of ways they've changed since last we looked. Waves pounding the shoreline from harsh winter storms cut away sections of the coast and bring it to other places, piling up onto sandbars. The large rocks at the tip of Castle Hill get buried, some uncovered, moved around, tide pools show up in unexpected places, dune trails get covered over with wispy green grass that as the wind blows them around, creates circles in the sand. It's as if an artist came in, the shoreline, their palette, working and playing the features of the landscape to create a masterpiece. Our worship service this morning, I think, has taken a nod from nature's continued and processive movement, its artistry, and its creativity. This month's worship theme is the way of creativity. The way of creativity. And I wonder, what does this way offer us? How do we participate in it? Where does it show up in our lives? And to what end? Last week, we explored the relationship between our bodies and the stories and revelations they hold. We reflected on how our bodies can be a conduit of sorts for signs and messages coming to us from our sensory world. And we lingered on this question, what do we do with what is revealed to us? What do we do with what has been revealed? I think in many ways, we've answered that question here this morning. We create. We participate in creation. Creation is not something that happened eons ago, not a fixed point in time, but ongoing. It is happening all around us. Writing has always been a central and creative outlet for me in my life. I have bins of old journals and diaries tucked away in my basement from when I was my kid's age. My best friend from childhood and I used to spend countless hours sitting on the bottom steps of her parents' basement stairs writing poetry. We'd share what we wrote with each other, write things together, chronicling our childhood. One continuous feature of these poems was how I would begin them. At some point, I got the idea to start every poem with the word and. I suppose I must have looked at everything I wrote somehow connected to everything else, and the word and linked them together. As I reflect back on this, I am struck by my youthful wisdom. There is something beautiful about this intention and as I think about the creative process and my own spiritual formation over the years, 
This instinct feels right, to connect and draw from what is past, to give toward what is yet to come. And in many ways, this is one of the things about writing and the creative process that feels spiritual to me. I often feel like there is an undercurrent to writing that connects me to something larger than myself. I feel like writing is tapping into something that is already in motion. It's not a fixed state. But like the changing shoreline, it's alive and in process. When I'm writing, I feel plugged into that process. In seasons of my life where I've set writing aside, I always marvel at how when I pick up my pen again, I seem to pick up not only where I left off, but somewhere a bit down the line as if the creative forces of the universe had been moving me along, even in these perceived periods of stagnation. While my own sense and belief in the divine has changed and evolved over time, filled with a lot of uncertainty and mystery, one thing that I am consistently affirmed in is the presence of something holy in this process. Whether I am creating myself or encountering the creative expressions of others, I feel close to the transcendent in these moments. The spirit seems to draw near. And while I have found the creative arts to be a holy place, I think that we can think about creativity as more expansive than that. As Bo has so beautifully articulated a number of times, we are all the artists of our lives. Whether we are engaging with the creative arts as we have today or not, we are artists of this life. In this way, creativity is about the coming into being of every new thing. And the unexpected. Every new thing that is also connected to what has come before it. Mathematician, philosopher, and physicist Alfred North Whitehead understood God as the creative womb of all that is, the divine as creativity itself. God for Whitehead was, quote, the poet of the world who, with tender patience, leads it toward a vision of truth, beauty, and goodness. His ideas and work would later influence what would come to be known as process theology, a framework for understanding the divine as relational and a creative force that participates with us and all living things in the ongoing creation of the world. I love this idea of God as poet, as participatory, as creativity itself, rather than a fixed, immovable controller of the universe, the process God shows up to each moment, ready to be changed and transformed by it, wanting it to embody truth, beauty, and goodness, 
and just as surprised as the rest of us are at how things turn out. A true artist. And just like my childhood poetry that continued across time and space, there is something significant and reassuring to me to know that we are part of this creative process that also transcends us. We are co-creators. We are artists being called to each moment, ushering in the potential for a new world. We are in process. The way of creativity invites us to look at each moment, however small and seemingly insignificant, as a new possibility, a blank page of a notebook or a poem that never ends. It calls us to ask ourselves, what can I bring? What brushstroke, what musical note, what sweeping of the sands can I bring to this moment? Where does the spirit draw me, and what new things might be coming to life in my midst? And this participation, this bringing into the world the new, it is a prophetic and a needed act. Our own impulse to create beauty and goodness in the world is no idle pursuit. Friday night, some of us attended the Yom HaShoah Shabbat service at the temple in remembrance of the Holocaust, as um, Sandra honored this morning, the Shoah. This powerful service was a biting reminder that just as we humans can create goodness, truth, and beauty, we can also create violence vile hatred and horror. And we do. So the invitation here is not to sit back and have faith that the larger processes of life will bring beauty, justice, and goodness. There is sadly so much in our midst that's working against that. The realization of truth and goodness in the world depends on us. It depends on us living into our creative impulse and contribution. And as we fall short, as we will, this faith depends on us putting that and to the end and beginning of our moments and our commitments to keep showing up again and again like rolling waves to create the possibilities for goodness and liberation in the world. And this is where love comes in. This impulse to create is at its foundation an act of love. But this is not a passive love. This divine creative love is powerful. It is fierce and it is transformative. With our creative acts, with our art, and our love, we liberate and remake the face of the world. Process theologian Catherine Keller talks about the creative love of God that seeks incarnation in the world, not just once, but always and everywhere. Always and everywhere. Amidst the mess of our past stuff, Keller says, and our present inclination, God calls us 
Love lures. Our mess becomes our potential, and we creatures become. We come forth. You, Keller says, you, this moment, come forth. A wave freshly breaking on the face of the deep and an ocean of overlapping waves, all new, all different. We are an ocean of overlapping waves, always and everywhere. There is a divine impulse inside us for the incarnation of love in this world, a prophetic impulse that keeps coming. There is always more possibility, never-ending chances to show up bringing this creative and liberative love into the world. And here I am reminded of this beautiful memory that I have of the shoreline with my youngest daughter, encountering nature's artistry when she was two or three. We were sitting watching the waves. There was a storm out at sea that created bigger than normal waves, and her and I sat there for a good time watching them come in. We had taught her sign language, and the gesture more was a big part of her communication. So as each wave crashed, eyes wide with amazement, she'd make the sign for more. More, and another would come. More, and another. In her mind, she was creating them, a painter with her brush stroke a choir conductor guiding music out of the deep. The glee and awe and the intense love shared between her and creation was palpable. This moment, the participation of her, I, that storm out at sea, these waves coming ashore, all these things swirling around each other, creating this masterpiece of a moment this affirmation of the goodness that is possible in our midst. Because at its heart, the creative impulse is this desire to engage with life, to be present to the possibilities of the moment, and love the world enough to want to further it. It's the dune grass etching circles in the sand, the pen meeting paper, the paintbrush on canvas, the ten little fingers of a child's hand pressing together with joyful affirmation of a created world. This morning, we have created many things. We've created music and drawings, coloring, we've created poetry and prayer, and above all this, we've created possibility. I truly believe that the creative arts and all the ways that we create in this world have a role to play in the future of not only, our, not only our faith, but the fate of the world. As a grateful and humble participant in this newly formed Ministry of the Arts group, I am so excited to see what lies on the horizon, the ways that the arts will connect us to the holy, how the creative impulse will reach beyond our walls to the wider community, and where this divine spirit of creativity will lead us. So just as we did last week, I 
leave us with some questions. What insights, actions, and creations will we take with us from this place today? How will they encounter, blend, and transform what awaits outside these walls? What masterpieces will emerge? Where will we write our and? For just as the tide liberates the rocks from the sand, we are called to liberate the world with our creative love. Take the features of our landscapes, the words, the notes, and drawings in our midst, pull them together into new formations and shorelines. Take our streamers and our dances, our leaves of prayer and our humble clay, bring it to the altar that is this life. And as the waves of our moments crash on the shore before us, may we remember to press the tips of our fingers together, saying, let there be more. Let there be more life. Let there be more goodness and love in this world. Let there be always and everywhere more. Amen, and may it be so.